This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geek show number 375, recorded on October 18th, 2018. Here at Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find news reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy and gal. I should, I gotta change that. <laughs> uh, I am your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the average guy.tv studios here in Bellevue, Nebraska. And of course, we post the show with world class show notes out at the average guy.tv. Don't forget, you can join us on our mobile app, it's available for you, homegadgetgeeks.com. We're sponsored by our friends on Patreon. If you're Supporting us on Patreon, that's helping pay the bills over there and get everything done. It's not free. It's not a free app. So we appreciate you guys sponsoring that at Patreon. If you want to, if you do want to support the show, theaverageguy.tv slash Patreon gets you, gets you there and in if you want to do that. We have a plan for a buck, a buck a month. Everybody can afford that. That's cheaper than Starbucks coffee. Head over there, homegadgetgeeks.com to get the app. Everybody should have it. Best way to listen when you're on the road because the streaming on it is just freaking amazing. Also... If you want to support us, theaverageguy.tv slash Patreon. Okay. Don't forget, if you, uh, wherever you're at, rate, review, and subscribe, all that other good stuff that you'd never, you're never going to do anyways. Big thanks to Dwayne Robinson last week who joined us. Big, popular show. Every time Dwayne is on, uh, I kind of think, uh, you know, Dwayne, uh, Mike, Dwayne's got a lot to say. I'm not going to lie. It. <laughs> he kind of gives me the night off. <laughs> yeah, we just kind of, you, you kind of wind up Dwayne and you send him loose. And we had two stories. And. The Tesla story got tons of email this week. I more email than I would that, typically. That get was one week. of my favorite parts of it too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, everybody said they just loved it, and uh, and I didn't. I didn't. No, I'm just kidding. It wasn't my favorite part of it. I love the conversational AI in the beginning. That was kind of my favorite. But many of you emailed me to say, "Hey, I really love that part of the show." So if you like what we're doing, if you want to encourage us on that, you got ideas of things that you want to do, send me an email. Jim at theaverageguy.tv. And uh, that's the easiest way to get those things in. But a big, big thanks to Dwayne for coming on uh, last week and doing his thing. Found out he said he thought he had a strep, and then uh, he thought he was on the on the mend. Find out over the weekend he had tonsillitis. So, oh. so Dwayne, hopefully you're rested yeah. and and ready to go. Well, th- this week we've been talking about this week for a while is. Uh, We've been thinking about Emily and Emily Prokop and her book coming out, the story behind the book. And uh, Emily, welcome to Home Gadget Geeks. Great to have you. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Jim and Mike. Yeah. No, I've got the book. It came yesterday. Yay. It came via Amazon. The timing couldn't have been any better, Emily. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> it, it was. was. It was. And by the way, you should do a story behind Jim saying, I'm not going to lie. I say that all the time. I need to put that on the bingo card. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, we haven't done a bit. Ah, oh, we should have done a bingo card tonight. That'd have been awesome. <laughs> um, uh, book came via Amazon. It's got to feel good, and I know you've shared a little bit about it's been terrifying. It's been exciting. Tell me, how does it feel to have a book and a big deal book? I think on Amazon. How does that feel? It's still not not real. It's <laughs> it's so weird. It's not it's not like putting your podcast up. And just thinking people are going to find it. I don't know. I, it's very different from putting a podcast up because it's putting a, a book up and people now 
have it in their house. It's staring at them all the time. Whereas a podcast, it's like, okay, they they download the podcast and they'll only see it if they open up their app. But now it's like, hey, it's at my doorstep. And I'm like, oh my God, it's out in the wild. I mean, Heather from Sunshine and, and Power Cut, she sent it to me. She's like, look what made it to New Zealand. And I'm like, my book's in New Zealand right now. And I've never been there. And that's so weird. That's just really weird to think about. No, that's that's pretty cool. Uh, Heather's out in the chat room. Of course, Heather joined us. Uh, oh, it's been a while uh, since she joined us. I, I, nine months, maybe. Uh, she was on here, and Heather Welsh. You can you can uh, Google her or search for her on our site and find that. But um, yeah, Emily, it's an amazing. Um, we're we're going to talk a little bit about your story behind the book because I think it's really interesting. <laughs> The what you went through to get it done, and while tonight maybe maybe won't be gadget focused, you've been such a big part of our podcast community. I thought it was really really important just to have you on to talk about that um, a little bit. Let me say a few things. Let me do a little housekeeping up front, though. Don't forget. So if you want to get a copy of the book, probably the easiest way to do that, thestorybehindpodcast.com. Right? There's a link out there, both the podcast and to be able to get the book. Is that's probably the easiest way to do it. Yeah, if you go to the storybehindpodcast.com and also the storybehindbook.com takes yeah. you right there to the page where you can order it on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. Got both. You can never have enough URLs. And I think you're a self admitted yeah. URL hoarder. Is that, I, that's I really true thought you well. were going to say URL whore. And I was like, Jim, <laughs> how <laughs> dare you? <laughs> He's really going after it. Wow. I know. <laughs> that beer that you had, maybe yeah. you should back off a little bit, buddy. <laughs> Um, like, all right, I'll take the title, but wow. <laughs> you're the, hey, yeah, you're the URL hoarder. I, I am the URL whore. So, I mean, <laughs> that's that. right. I call Mike that all yeah, the time. Yeah, that, that's me. Okay. Don't give away my title, Jim. <laughs> we, uh, Emily, you filled in for me. Thank you, by the way, for filling in for me on Ask the Podcast Coach. I think it was last Saturday that you, yeah. you hung out with Dave Jackson. Always, it's always fun. I've been out the last three weeks teaching our high school kids and, uh, at Gallup. And it's always fun. Dave this time has done a really nice job of getting uh, guest hosts to come in on Saturday morning. So Emily, thanks for doing that. I think it was on that show and I listened to all of them uh, that you'd said you like to collect. I think you guys were talking about collecting URLs. Yeah. And it's, hey, it's thanks for mentioning hover, by the way, yeah. that that is I know you're a hover user, not the cheapest. Mike, you as well. Yeah, me as well. Yeah, not the cheapest. Emily, wh why hover? What have you when when it comes to purchasing and using and you know keeping track of your domains? Why hover? I like them because who is is built into it. Who is privacy is built into it, and I don't have to worry about that. I still have a few URLs that I bought through GoDaddy, and I've since moved over to Hover. And the spam that I got from GoDaddy was just instantaneous. The other thing with Hover is you can buy the domain email and have it forwarded to a Gmail for something like $5 extra a year. And that's, I think you can do it for two emails. So I have like... Wait, can you really? Yeah. So you don't yeah. have to get the full Google business apps thing. You just can get an email from your domain and forward that over to regular Gmail? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's huge. I had no idea that was a thing. And I, so I have all these domains and I always want email there, but I'm like, I'm not going to pay $5 a month to Google for each one of these. No, I have it forwarded to, to my just Gmail account. And I can remember, you have to do a few things on the Google side to be like, right. yes, like the IMAP. And you have to make sure, yes, I give this permission to use this email address. And you have to manually remember when you're sending an email to change it to that Emily at the story behind podcast.com instead of just, you know, Emily at gmail.com. But other than that, for $5 a year extra, 
ever. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a much better deal. Yeah. I like um, that a lot. Big fan of hover. I, I, for, I don't know, forever, maybe for the last eight years, I have been, uh, I've been a big fan uh, simple pricing. You don't get spammed. You don't get try to. They don't try to upsell you like yes, eight exactly. thousand times before you leave. I just bought a new one today, actually on Hover, and the process was so simple. I did it on my phone in like twenty five seconds. Yeah, logged in, searched the one I wanted, grabbed it, checked out with Apple Pay. It was done. It was awesome. No, and they've got every way to pay, and they let you know if you if you do miss your payment, they'll hold it as, until unless somebody goes along and buys it, and then you can just go in and pay for it. In fact, if you've forgotten your login, you can even pay for it without knowing the login <laughs> to get it done. I mean, they they do a lot to just make sure they are. I think I think one of the best you know domain providers that's out there. I was looking through here to see uh, if they had a, an affiliate link, and I thought they did. Maybe they don't anymore. I'll track that down and put it in the show notes if you're interested in doing it. Everybody, Namecheap, GoDaddy, yeah, everybody's got that. I'm just not a big fan of those services. I think it just feels dirty to me. And so Hover just seems pro and professional. And um, way back in the day, I think they advertised on This Week in or Windows Weekly or This Week in Tech or one of those on the Twit Network. And I'm just kind of, uh, I've, I've just used them ever since. So uh, check that out, Hover, H-O-V-E-R. Com. We didn't even get through half of your list here, Emily. We got distracted with, uh, <laughs> with web hosting. Um, you're also doing a podcast with John Buchanan's "Hate to Wait" and yeah. uh, a little bit of your uh, a little bit of the journey that you're doing, uh, just in in well being. How many episodes are you in on that? And and are you enjoying it? You wouldn't say no, but are you enjoying it? We did 26. We just recorded 26 today, so we've done it for half a year. We're down. 44 pounds between nice. the two of us. Yeah. Nice. And actually, and so he's doing keto and intermittent fasting. I'm just doing intermittent fasting. And we ended up building this private Facebook community around it and saying, hey, come join us. And in the Facebook group, it's private. So nobody can see, oh, you're in a weight loss group. And, um, but what's funny is people post memes or they post, hey, here's my dinner tonight. And it's really supportive. And the nice thing is we have this, we have one question to get in and it's like, are you going to try to sell us anything? Because we don't want that. Like we realize that if you're selling pills or shakes, we're your target audience, but we don't want that. We all just want to have people to complain to that we can't have a second piece of chocolate cake. <laughs> I do it anyway. So I'm not going to lie. I'm so bad at that. I just, I can't. My son, uh, my, how old is John now? John is, uh, let's see, 29, 27. And uh, he's traveling overseas here in the next couple weeks. And they wanted to both lose a little bit of weight before they went over there. And he did soy, Soylent. Is that that green, yeah. the green stuff? Made and, from people? Uh, well, <laughs> The legend is right, <laughs> and he he's lost forty. Wow! Yeah, he went from like two he two ten to one one seventy. He's thin. Like I, he was over for dinner. And we're like, dude, eat a sandwich. I'm like, <laughs> holy cow, man, you are looking good. And um, but he had said one of the things, and Emily, I don't know if you've struggled with it, but how much of our happiness is tied to eating? Yes. Right. And when we miss a meal or something and you kind of get, you know, you kind of get down and it's hard, right? I mean, so it's good to have a kind of a community. The community has helped you just, just around that. It has. John and I have said a few times, if we didn't have the podcast to do every week, we would have fallen off the wagon 
and just given up long ago. But because we kind of have a commitment to one another, every Thursday, we're going to show up, we're going to get on the scale, we're going to talk about how much weight we lost. And we're going to talk about why that number is what it is, what Mm -hmm. happened, what triggered us. And we're kind of, it's almost like therapy, but without any trained professionals, we're just kind of grasping at things. Yeah, (laughs) It's that accountability part of that keeps you honest too. I have that same thing with, I work out with a bunch of people from work at the same gym and me and um, one of the ladies, actually, we have a thing where, so we both go at the same time in the morning and it's super hard for us to get up. So we said, okay, you have to get to the gym five days a week. And if I get there five and you get there less than five, you buy my coffee for the next week. Cause our, like we do a, a Starbucks coffee. So nice. one of us is usually always getting a free Starbucks coffee the next week, but it's, it's enough that you see the next person in the morning. You have to like bow your head and walk by him at the office, you know, cause you don't want to tell him, Oh, why wasn't I there this morning? So it, it, it totally is. It keeps me going. I would have not gone a long time ago uh, if, if it wasn't for that. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good idea. Emily, did you deploy any tech to help in, in your process? Got anything where you keep in track yes. of stuff or. Oh, I think it's upstairs, but I have a knockoff Fitbit mm-hmm. that works with. So I have a Google Pixel and I can get the Fitbit app on it, but I use Google Fit because we're a very big Google household. Mm-hmm. And so it's a knockoff Fitbit. It's like $33. It has all the same functionality. You just can't use the Fitbit app. But other than that, and it has a little notification buzzer so when you get texts when you get phone calls it goes off that was the main reason i really wanted it is because a lot of the times as a podcaster my phone is on silent and i forget to turn it back on Mm -hmm. and everyone's like i call you and you never pick up and i'm like oh because you probably called me when i was either podcasting or i forgot to turn my phone back on on. remember the name of it it's something is it is it a chinese knockoff yeah, I it's had pretty a much... buddy buy one. It's like thirty bucks, and yeah. it did everything right. It did everything the Fitbit did. Um, speaking of Fitbit, we have, I've been gathering a group on the Fitbit uh, app, and each week I've been getting one or two. Uh, uh, Joe, Joseph, Jim, Edward, Tim, Nathaniel, Nick, another the other Tim, uh, Ryan, Mike, Mike Howard. He's out in the chat room. Andrew used to co-host here. Andy. And John are part of my friends. If you want to join me as well, we don't really have a home gadget geeks group, but we do challenges from time to time. And so some of the guys have been just been killing it on this thing. So that's another form, uh, Emily, when we think about accountability, making sure we're getting steps in, uh, those can be pretty powerful, you know, signals to help keep people motivated and doing things. Uh, to I think was out last night and I thought I'd maybe won the day. And then I think he jumped on a treadmill and was on it for like two hours, just crushing it. And he just destroyed like the whole group uh, right before the, the the hour ended. So that's kind of the fun part um, about that. And then, Emily, you also run, or and this is your own company, I think, right? E-Podcast Productions, you're doing your own uh, podcast editing? Yeah. Yeah, I got into podcast editing. That was through... Steve Stewart, pretty much. I took a course with him on podcast editing for money and pretty much when that course was over, I got called into my boss's office and she was like, hey, we're uh, having layoffs. So um, in three months, there's a good chance that... So I had to pretty much put together a company really quickly. And um, that's what happened. But, so, but who, who would have thought... Would you have thought two years ago you'd be doing... You'd be editing podcasts full-time and writing books? Uh, no, no. At <laughs> I met John Buchanan and he said, I edit podcasts for a living. And I said, you're living the dream. You are my God. 
<laughs> like, no, that's not a thing. And oh. I found out that I was one of those weird unicorns in the podcasting Facebook groups that everyone's like, I hate editing. And I'm like, really? I love it. It's relaxing for me. It's fixing things. And when you get something fixed just perfectly so that you don't hear the mistake at all, it's like whew, a rush of adrenaline for me. <laughs> That's yeah, perfect. It's because I think, great. Jim, you and I were both the opposite. When, like when I did my podcast, you do yours. It's just stop, start right at the beginning and end and let it ride. Stop, drop, and roll. Yeah. Like, it's not even, out. Not even <laughs> just get it out there. I, I'm sure our audience is like, man, yeah, I wish you wouldn't do that. But, uh, <laughs> well, maybe you should send our stuff over to Emily. I don't know. Yeah. I, you know, it's interesting because, um, Emily, I've done some editing as well uh, for just behind the scenes on a couple podcasts where I've been helping them get started and doing some things. And I actually enjoy editing for someone else, like yeah. my own stuff. Even at work, I have other, I have editors that, you know, we've got people who are way better at it, way faster than me. So they, they do the job there. But I found when I was doing it for someone else, there was just a, uh, like you're saying, a, a satisfaction, then turning that file back over to them. And they're like, wow, this is incredible. But they don't notice it. They don't know what I've cut because they're just like, I sound smarter, but I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, because no, of right. my magic. <laughs> yeah. No, it's exactly, you don't hear the ums and the ahs and the, you know, the, uh, the uncomfortable uh, words and you can kind of cut that stuff out and like, yeah, Jim makes us sound so great. So that was pretty cool. I enjoyed, you know, I, I enjoyed getting that done. Um, when you were writing the book, Emily, um, again, story behind, you can get that uh, where greater books are sold. Um you spent a lot of time listening to me. Like I, you just kept appearing and it was super scary because you <laughs> appeared in my Gallup podcast one day. Yeah. And I've always, I, I really, those groups don't really mix. Like I have you guys, the folks that are listening, you know, Brian and Justin and Ken and Mark and, you know, uh, uh to and right. Ryan, Mike Howard, I have that group, right? They, they come out here and then I have my Gallup group and that's a completely different and the two shall not mix. And then one day I'm like, hey, and then Emily said, wait a minute, Emily's out there. What What was it about podcasting that, that you know, what? why were you listening to all these podcasts while you were doing your book? I would think you would need to concentrate on the book. Well, by that time, by the time I was coming into Gallup and really kind of stalking you and seeing when your schedule was, was when I had to format everything and put everything in the font that my publisher wanted and make sure that everything was styled correctly. And so I was a journalism major, so I know Associated Press style. They use Chicago Manual of Style, and apparently they're so different that I had to relearn a lot of stuff and change yeah. a lot of stuff because when I'm writing, I just want to write, you know, I don't really want to think about, oh, do I spell out states now or is it still tiny like it was when I learned it? And so a lot of it was formatting it, putting it together. And I just needed a reason to sit in my seat so I could listen to a podcast. But if it wasn't live, there was no real I could pause this and get up and walk away. But because you were live and because you were talking about Gallup strengths, which is something I'm interested in, especially the ones that I have when I found out my strengths. I mean, when you did ideation, I was like, I wasn't even doing work. I couldn't even do work because that's my number one strength. And I was like, yes, he's talking to me. So, but oh, that's what I needed. I needed that live 
audience. And even now I'll look for live podcasts because a lot of my job is grabbing files, processing them, sitting down and doing these things that I don't really need a lot of mental concentration for, but you still need to be in your seat for them and watch what's going on. So having live podcasts, something going on right then. And Facebook Lives are a little bit different because I don't know about the people who do Facebook Lives for you, but a lot of it's turned into for me. Um, So let me tell you about my essential oils and I'm going to wait for people to come on. I'm just going to wait. Oh, hi, Tiffany. Hi. And I'm like, stop. I can't watch these. I need something with structure. And that's what the Gallup podcasts were. And that's what this show is for me. And that's the podcast coach on Saturdays. Like, those are the live shows that are really engaging. (laughs) Mm, Yeah, for you. It's funny. I didn't think of it this way, but... All three of those, even though Dave and I are all ad hoc on Saturday, it's still very structured, right? Mm-hmm. We go through kind of a very similar format. Mike and I go through uh, or have have kind of invented a new format over the last couple months. Uh, we broke away from it as we've had guests, but we'll get back to it in the next couple of weeks. Um, and then the gala podcasts are very formatted, right? That is very, we click through these various pieces and do the same. Any, um, so, I mean, that was helpful to you to, to kind of sit down, listen to podcasts. You were listening, but not listening, right? I mean, it's hard. It was hard. It's, you needed kind of that. I'm here listening to this. I can't go anywhere. Did you use, was there any other tech that was helpful to you? Any other gadgets that were helpful to you? I know you're a fidget, you're right. You're oh, a fidget yeah. person. Yeah, any, so- any of those things? I have my fidget cube that I got. Um, Let me think. There's usually a pen around that I'm moving. And, oh, let's see if I still have it from the last time I was on. I still have that clicky keyboard thing. When I talked about the mechanical keyboards, I still play with that every so often. I had to put it away, though, because I would get on recordings and always play with the clickiest keys. So I had to put that away. But one thing I did use a lot were Google Docs and especially Google Sheets. And I was able to do some formatting. Like I remembered high school Excel lessons. Be like, mm-hmm. okay. And that's what I used to keep count of my word count because I had 50,000 words. And I had to make sure that my average for each chapter because I needed 50 chapters was about 1,000 words. And so it was easy enough to do a word count, put it in. I had it so that it told me the percentage done of the book, how many words left I had to fill. And that was really helpful. So this is interesting though. I had no idea when you're writing a book that the publisher has all these requirements for like, I'm thinking you're the author, you write it, they publish it. But no, you have to go in their style and everything like that is just shocking to me. I thought like as the author, that's the whole point that you get to like do whatever you want, right? But no, it sounds like it's very structured. It's nice to have that kind of structure though. If I didn't, yeah. If I didn't have that structure, honestly, I procrastinated writing it until like really starting it until May. And I had found out I'd gotten signed the contract probably in December or January because I couldn't figure out a structure for how I wanted the chapters to be laid out. And even though I had episodes written that I knew I was already going to turn into chapters in the book and I needed that structure and I had to figure out a way, all right, I'm just going to write it like I write an episode and I'm going to add stuff at the end, like three bullet points that says, TLDR, too long, didn't read. And then a fun did you know that hopefully is the thing that sticks in people's minds that's really interesting about that chapter. So once I figured out that structure, I was much better and I was able to kind of crank them out, which was make, nice. Make them all kind of fit 
then yeah. at that point, kind of what you were going to do. You had started, not everybody knows the story. We'll, we'll back up a little bit. You had done classy little podcasts before. And, and I think we, I, um, first you were on the show, maybe even during yeah, that time. It was because that's, that's when I, at least that's when I met it and yeah. the first time. Yeah. Yeah. And then we, we had John again solo, I think after you had started the story vine, cause we, the, one of the, we did the, the, uh, we did the uh, voice recognition or the um, we did voice recon and we did the mechanical keyboard the mechanical keyboard one yeah. here on the show but that show led to I mean here's a hobby it's just you're kind of a trivia nerd right you yep. like that kind of trivia you this this idea of starting a podcast all of a sudden turns into a book how does it how does it get from podcast to to book and then all of a sudden you're on Amazon how does it how does that happen? <laughs> that was that would have been the publisher because I I weirdly didn't think about turning it into a book, even though my show is scripted. Like I have chapters written. I have more than a hundred episodes written that could be turned into chapters. And I didn't think to do that until they said, Hey, we think your podcast would make a good book. And so when they said that, I thought, oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to rewrite everything. But I write pretty much the way I speak anyway. So mostly if you're reading my book, that's a, a lot of it is in my voice. That's kind of, this is weird to say that this is the voice in my head that's talking right now as you're reading. Did your publisher send it through a second editor? In other words, was there were there many changes to what you wrote? Did they change the style at all? No, no. I think when they say we send it to our editors. I think it's more of a proofreader to make sure that things are spelled correctly, things are grammatically correct, because from looking through the final version of it, I don't see a lot of actual changes because I've heard the big publishers like Random House or something that authors will get their books back and be like, I don't even recognize this. They've moved whole paragraphs. They've moved whole chapters. But no, pretty much the way I sent them the book, the style of it, the order of the chapters is pretty much how I got it back, So, which is really nice. My wife said to me tonight, this big compliment to you. She's like, as soon as you're done with that book, I want it. Aww. So she's going to she's gonna plow through it. She'll, and she'll read every single word uh, that's in here. You've divided the contents into kind of at the office, fashion, food, uh, fun and games in the home, music out and about, technology and weapons. I love that you have weapons in here. That's pretty awesome. I don't um, know where else to put them. It's not like, <laughs> well, out and about. I don't know about that. <laughs> how'd you, yeah. I, I, and I imagine, how did you come up or how did you group them? Or did you, did you, did you just come up with the titles? Is this something you, you said, hey, Mark, let's come up with some some titles. How'd that work? This was something I didn't even mean to do this. This was more toward the end when I had already had pretty much maybe 40, 45 chapters either written or I knew what I was going to write them on. And I realized I'm going to need something. I don't really want to order it alphabetically. And I just started categorizing them the way I categorize on my show. So I do have categories of my show through my lips and page of food in the home, at the office. And weirdly, it worked out where there was kind of an even number of all of them, except for weapons, where there are two, just because I have gunpowder and the revolver and I didn't know where else to put them. But yeah, but everything great. else just ended up falling into a nice little category and I didn't really have to make many changes to it. I think actually fun in games 
or out and about, they may have changed wording, but they were okay. still pretty much there. But Under yeah, technology, like, uh, chapter eight, technology of caller ID Kevlar, which is near and dear to me. I wore a lot of Kevlar when I was in the army. Podcasts uh, and voice recognition, and then chapter nine, gunpowder and the revolver, um, which is pretty cool. In your uh, chapter about solar panels, yeah. You, at the end, you give some credit to Heather, who we had mentioned before, uh, has been on our podcast before. Sunshine and Power Cuts is her podcast. And uh, if you want to know more about solar, you'd mentioned uh, in the pre-show we were talking about this. Uh, by the way, Heather's in New Zealand, which is particularly cool. And I'm going to get Heather to read the phone book for me. Just <laughs> I know. <laughs> so great. Her accent is so great. And uh, nobody ever says that about mine, but hers <laughs> is fantastic. So, so Heather, thanks for all that you do. Um, why you had an interesting story behind why you wrote the, the chapter on solar panels. Why, why'd you write that one? A lot of the ideas for chapters that weren't based on episodes. So there are maybe 20 chapters that are based on episodes of the show and then 30 chapters that I didn't want to do episodes on. So it wasn't like the listeners just, oh, I already listened to this. Why is she writing it in a book? Why did I pay for the book if I already listened to the show and got it for free? So to come up with the ideas for those chapters, I went online and I looked for Things that were invented by women or people of color were some of the first things I looked for because so many things are just invented by white guys and they made a lot of money. And I was like, no, I really want to shine a spotlight on like what women have contributed and what people of color have gone through to maybe get their inventions out, even though they may not have been given credit at the time. But now that we know more and historians have done a lot more research and they find out this stuff. I find that really interesting. And it's kind of like, I want to not, not to like be like, I want to give a voice to those and a power that like, I don't want to say that, but I think it's really interesting what these people went through. And especially uh, Kevlar was made by a woman. And that's why that chapter was in there. And also it's a really interesting story to see the progression of like, Oh, a woman invented this. Well, we're just going to take credit for it. It's fine. The company, DuPont, invented this. It's like, no, this woman did. You know, I just find that really interesting. Yeah. Well, and we're in a whole new era of solar power right now where, yeah. you know, we have Elon Musk trying to change really the face of solar, getting it embedded. And it's this has not been like solar power is one of those technologies that you would think we'd have that nailed by now. Like yeah. this was... This this story you're talking about starts back in 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 the 50s, right? So we're 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 talking, and even pre World War II, there had been some work as early as 18, you know, as the as the 19th century. There had been some talk about figuring out, hey, if we do these chemicals, they'll create power, right? But it has taken us forever, and I still don't feel like we're completely there with solar. I know Heather's relies on solar panel. I follow these, this couple, um, pure, pure living for life on, on YouTube. We'll include the link there in the, in the show notes. They're building and they were started by building an off grid home and they've had so many problems with the power. They just had a, they just had the grid brought to them. Like they're just like, screw it. We're, we're, we're bringing the grid in. Um, but it's, it is solar power is one of those things that like, I would have thought we'd have had this figured out by now. But we don't. It just isn't. Uh, it just isn't working. And Mike, why we don't have a solar panel on the top of every car that 
powers the 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 electrical system on the inside and when it gets too hot just cracks the windows a little bit and vents the car like that that seems to be why just why can't we or any house i mean anything right like why is solar not big anywhere yeah no idea yeah i agree well, i thought it was bigger by now yeah i just thought we'd have it now i i think elon probably is is close to it i was just watching on youtube a thing from a year ago or six months ago and they're installing you know roofing panels right not not the not solar panels that we think about but actually tiles that you would put on your roof they look like regular shingles and uh everything they've done so far has been really really close to the office there in san jose so it has not um it has not gone very far and it's been pretty expensive but i would i'm hoping that's one of those things and you know uh, when we talked to heather we spent a lot of time kind of talking about it but it would be kind of be just it'd be great if um you know, if it was better, Emily, in the, since the book has been released, have you gotten any, or what kind of feedback are you getting? Are people sending you emails? Are you getting some feedback on chapters? How's that working? Yeah. I, the cool thing is just seeing the book out in the wild and people saying, I got my copy. And then hearing from people that I didn't know had ever listened to the podcast. Like somebody reached out and said, I've been listening to you since classy little podcast. I'm like, who are you? Where have you been for three years? I would love to get to know you. Isn't that funny? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that funny? I, I get emails from folks who listen to me on home server show. And that was like <laughs> eight years ago. And and they're like, oh, no, I've been listening to you the whole time. And you're like, really? Like where, like you, like you said, um, uh, where have you been? You start that chapter on solar panels, really talking about the Egyptians and them celebrating the sun god, right? Uh, um, how do you pronounce that? A-M-U-N? Um, Amun. Amun. Amen, oh. because that's basically where Tutankhamun got his name from because uh, they grabbed it from, oh, well, he's a pharaoh, so he's closest to the god. Your name is now Tutankhamun. Yeah. And they added Amen to a lot of the pharaohs at that point Interesting. when they celebrated the sun god. That was really the interesting thing. And one of those random pieces of trivia that I actually remember from college history class that I was glad I was able to throw into the book. Like, if you ever wonder where my mind is, like, where did she pull this fact from? And it's like, no, it's one of those few little nuggets that I remember from school or TV that I'm just like, oh, this is kind of related. Let me throw it in. Yeah. No, it's that love of trivia. In yeah. the peanut butter chapter, my this paragraph has been my favorite. And I think was peanut butter, did you, is that a show? Have you done that on a show? Yeah, that was a really early one. Yeah. Yeah. So like despite its name, peanuts are not actually nuts. They're legumes, right? Yeah. That's why you, you may not come across someone who has a tree nut allergy, which includes almonds and walnuts, cashews, but can still eat peanuts. Right? Yeah. And so that's the kind of, if you're, if you're into trivia, if you're into history, I love, I personally love it. Now, I'm not a big reader. I mean, I don't, I like to listen. That's why I do podcasts because I love to listen. So I've really enjoyed, and you can, if you haven't downloaded Emily's podcast, I mean, if you haven't subscribed to it, go out story behind, put it on your, put it on your phone. And the episodes are literally seven, eight minutes, right? You're not, yeah. you're not any longer than that. Are you? No, they've gotten longer weirdly because I've had feedback from people saying we want it longer. And also I think I've gotten more interested in history in general, whereas I'll find something else or another kind of side story. And I'm like, oh, let's just throw it in and make it 12 mm -hmm. minutes this week. Mm -hmm. so. No, it's, it's cool. What about the future? What are you thinking about? Uh, what, what's next? What comes uh, as we think about 
now that you've you're famous, this will be the last time. By the way, we we interviewed Mike and I am, interviewed Jamie Simonoff, the CEO of Ring. He was nobody. Now he's somebody. <laughs> I think uh, that we're going to come a time. I'm like, yeah, I remember that one time we had Emily Prokop on here. Now we can't even get a we can't even get five minutes with her. She's so famous. But um, Emily, what, what do you think it's next? What what do you got on the horizon? So I am in talks with a company. Um, I don't know how much I can say about oh, it. Well, don't say too much, but nobody yeah, listens to the show, so you're, but... you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> Send over your NDA. I'll take a look. Yeah. I don't yeah we have a lawyer. Well, I don't, even, I don't even have an NDA yet, so I'm just like, oh, well, Oh, you're fine. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so you want to jeopardize in... the deal. I mean, whatever. Do not it's, be it's fine with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I am in talks there thinking, hey, we think your book would make a good TV show. So Ooh. I know it's kind of like that'd be awesome. Yeah, wow. it's kind of just in talks. They're looking for um, a big name to attach to the idea to be able to sell it to networks, and that's their big thing. And they they were telling me about their process, and they were like, "So we had something about they're they're big like History Channel, Science mm -hmm. Channel, Travel Channel people, and they were like, we had Will Wheaton attached to a project, and nobody wanted it. And I was like, Will Wheaton though, like really? <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. well, yeah, well, that's cool. No, yeah. that is really cool that that could try. I could see how you they could make, you know, it's you could do something MythBusters style. Where you really, you know, you do the you do the kind of the history behind these things. There could be some cool graphics. You could go to the you could go on location to the place where it was right, you know, where it was started or founded, or you know, yeah. see if you can find the original factories. Those kinds of things. Oh yeah, totally. MythBusters. That's a to that's a good way of thinking about it. That would be perfect. Yeah, they liked the idea. They were like, we could see this being turned into something like how it's made. One of those eat easily apparently that's easy to edit it's easy to get stock footage for it's pretty other than paying for the talent and the voiceover and stuff and they would give me producer credit and uh yeah <laughs> no that's cool that's cool well good well we will you know we will certainly follow thanks for the shirts mike yeah. had spit up on his shirt yeah. tonight so he we were going to nerd out and wear them again. And then, not his spit <laughs> actually, up. let's okay, yeah, let's yeah, be honest. It wasn't mine. I mean, I, I didn't know. spit up on it. It was my spit up. Oh, uh, <laughs> the what a um, weird let, night. Let's just be, yeah, let's just be honest. Uh, <laughs> that would have been really a weird night. So, um, <laughs> if you know, so we get on the we get on in the pre show, and Mike's apologizing for not having a shirt on. And I'm, you know, I'm here without. I've got one of some Gallup gear on. I'm like, hey, you idiot. The whole reason she sent those shirts is to wear them when we have her on. So, uh, Emily, thanks for sending those um, as well. Always good to have you on. Exciting to hear about things. And I know you've been, it's been a little weird for you to do, to go through this process. And, but enjoy it. Like you get, you get kind of maybe one or two shots at this kind of thing. And so, you know, embrace it, enjoy it. I want to say this. I want to say thanks for like being a awesome rock star in our podcast community and just for being out there. You show up on Thursdays, you're out there every week. You come on Saturday mornings and hang out with us on Ask the Podcast Coach. I think, um, you know, there's been others that have done things outside of the community that have, you know, maybe worth talking about. But when you said you're writing a book, I was like, we definitely need to have you on here to talk about this, to really talk about the book. 
I'm going to say, hey, Home Gadget Geek listener, right? You're in your car. I get it. Okay, you're driving. You can't do anything right now. But when you get to a spot, well, maybe you should just pull off the road. Like, I'll wait. I'll wait. Go ahead. Just just pull off for a second. Pause this until you've stopped. Yeah, yeah. Or we can just, we'll play some music. And then get on your phone and buy this thing. Like, this is it's super important that we support those in our community. And Emily, you've been a big part of our community and have been a good steward of all the things that we do. And it's, this is why like the way, the way you treat people and the, the way you are friends to all the other podcasters is the way it should be, right? This is the way we say in our communities, like you just, you can't, you can't be a jerk. And yeah. you have been, you have been super great to all of us. And so I just want to say to people go out and buy the book. It's, worth having around and uh and there's little stories and even if you're an idiot reader like me you can understand these things it is possible you can get it so pick up the book and what's it what's it selling for on amazon right now because i know you said the price varies on how many 48 with tax yeah 1348 free shipping if you're just ordered it i was waiting to order it tonight i was gonna wait till the night to order it yeah there we go. Nice job. Yeah, we'd love to see if you haven't if you haven't picked it up yet. Pick it. Can it can they get it in Canada? We got some Canadian folks. It's probably like four hundred dollars in Canada. That's usually <laughs> thirteen ninety eight here, two hundred there. <laughs> you can get it, but one Canadian I heard from Mark Decote said that his is actually delayed for shipping for some reason until November, and I was yeah. like. Give me your address. I can send it to you faster than Amazon can. The funny thing is, if you look under new and used versions, some sellers are selling it for $44. And I want to reach out to people and be like, no, just email me. Don't really? do that. Wow, there must be some formula there. It's The book stuck, uh, stuck at the border and it's a bunch of Canadians staring at each other going, oh, sorry about that. I'm sorry. <laughs> can you lift that box up? No, I can't. I'm sorry about that. You know, so. Um, and I love Canadian. I'm trying to think. I'm like, did I mention Canadians in the book? Did I put them in a negative light at all? Why are they uh, holding it up for him? That's you need a chapter. Why Canadians are so friendly. You I know, well, I asked, I asked at one point, one of my Canadian friends, I was like, why are all of the best comedians from Canada? And they're like, it's cold up here. We have nothing better to do than go to comedy clubs and drink and make jokes. <laughs> it's so true. The only really, uh, Inside, I have in a Canadian culture is the show Letterkenny. I don't know if you guys have heard of this show. Letterkenny's all one word. If you haven't, you've got to check it out. It's just hysterical. And it, it, you're right. It's it's comedy. It's straight comedy. It was actually a writer who I think started out in LA. No one in the US wanted his show. Went up to Canada and pitched it to some Canadian TV. And now it has blown up. From <laughs> And all these Americans can't even get it. You have to kind of... I think it, the first few seasons might be on Netflix now or Hulu, one of the two. But you used to kind of have to watch it illegally. And he was kind of like, oh, it's kind of funny. None of you Americans wanted me. And now you, now you think I'm hilarious. So, Yeah. Yeah. Remember, they gave us Bob and Doug McKenzie. But you guys don't even know who that is, do you? Mm. Do you guys... Mike, you don't, do you know who Bob and Doug McKenzie are? I do not. Yeah. I'm but so I'm really bad with like pop culture so stuff, old. so I could like know of them. I just don't know that's their name. So Rick Moranis, you know Rick from yeah. uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and yes. So his yeah. first, he's Canadian. His first comedy bit was Bob and Doug McKenzie, and they're like, "Good day, eh?" And you know, <laughs> take off hoser. And they had all these. They and they made a record like back in the days of vinyl. They were probably in the in the middle '80s. They were probably the most famous Canadians, at least in comedy. But you're right. They were comedians, right? So they must 
uh, they must produce some great, uh, and, and, and I apologize. Everything's more expensive in Canada. I just can't figure it out. We sell these things on the show and people are like, oh, I can't get it in Canada for half that for twice the price. So, well, the same yeah. with, uh, when you sell shirts on Amazon, because again, Mark from Canada designs shirts and he can't buy his own shirts. He has to <laughs> have somebody from the U S buy them and send them to him so he can have his shirts because he sells them on Amazon. That's wow. so ridiculous. Canadians fix that. Like stop, stop letting the Americans have their way with that kind of stuff. You guys, you guys need, you're better than that. Stop, stop letting it uh, happen. Emily, thanks again. You want to hang out with us for a little bit as we, we got a few other things to cover. You want to stay yeah. around and hang out with us? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. No, yeah, thanks for doing, thanks for writing the book. Um, I'll <laughs> turn it over to the wife and she'll have, she'll love it. And, uh, and just thanks for doing that. And like I said, again, thanks for being awesome in our community. I appreciate it. Mike uh, and Emily, uh, last week, Kevin Schoonover threw, threw into our Facebook group this $15. This is why you need to be part of our Facebook hey, group. That came by fast, way. by the way. Yeah. It was just last week, wasn't it? Yeah. Fire. Amazon Fire tablet, seven inch. $15. That's 15. a good deal. Yeah, it was a super good deal. Woot. One of those woot deals. This is why, again, you need to be in the Facebook group. I could not tweet this one out fast enough. Seriously, because um, it was sold out, and I think I got on just a few minutes after maybe you commented or something on Facebook, mm-hmm. and it was out. Yeah. No, it came. They're refurbs, and uh, uh, came in an Amazon box, Amazon labeled. I do not have – I have uh, my wife's old uh, Note 4 that I use when I need to check Amazon or when I need to check uh, Android things. I've been using this, but now pretty nice. First thing I did was put the Google Store on it, so – um, you can, you know, there's a little hack that you can do. Actually, uh, Brian from How To Geek used to be here. I went out to his site, and they've got a they've got a little hack to be able to you download four APKI, I don't know what the initials are files to it, and then it'll allow you to install the the Play Store. So all of a sudden nice. now, because the Amazon Store is terrible, right? It's yeah. just it's got nothing in it. You really want the yeah. Google Play Store on this. Emily, you guys have any fire stuff hanging around? I mean, it's got, by the way, this has uh, Alexa on it. So ooh, I said the word. This has the A lady on it. You can push that button and um, say, what's the weather going to be like tomorrow? And take that off. And then she should tell me here in a second. Oh, can't connect. Yikes. There's a fail on on a demo. But Emily, have you done anything? You're a Google family, but have you done much on the Amazon side and with the fire stuff? We bought a fire for my daughter to play with because she's big into playing games. So we figured we'd get her a cheap Amazon fire. Mark's in the chat room, so he could probably remember the model, whatever we bought. And we found the same thing. We hated the Amazon store. So that hack to get the Google Play store, that'll work out really well. Right now, she's playing with my old iPhone. Once I switched to the Google Pixel, I was like, yeah, sure. Here's my old iPhone. It's much easier. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Mike, have you you're you had fi- uh, Fire Sticks right for a while? We did or until no? we switched over to YouTube TV, and they don't support any of the YouTube stuff. So don't do they? That no. was another thing. She she likes her videos. So yeah, I Could've. mean that's the thing that I'm shocked on is YouTube for kids. And if you are selling a Fire tablet, like mm-hmm. YouTubing, I mean that even for not even just kids, everyone is addicted to YouTube. I'm just I'm shocked that those two can't come to an agreement. Hey, YouTube went YouTube. Oh, there we go. We got some 
Murphy Brown playing on it right now. I don't know why it's playing there, but it is. <laughs> I think I had, had put the HD Home Run app on here uh, to use that. Mike, um, we also lost, speaking of that, let's see if I can turn this thing off here. Um, we lost YouTube this week. Did you follow that? I mean, yeah, we did. I, I actually, that was the one night I wasn't watching YouTube. I can't remember yeah, what night it was. Too. I was doing something different. So I didn't even notice. I just saw on Twitter, uh, Marquez Brownlee, I get his tweets actually as a notification to my phone. And I noticed that he, for some reason he tweets like, okay, Vimeo. And he lists all the ones. This is your chance. And I was like, what's he even talking about? And yeah. I didn't know that YouTube went down. It was kind of crazy. Yeah, Mike Howard in the chat room says YouTube went down in the middle of JPEG to RAW on Tuesday. And I, uh, there were some other folks that I was uh, watching, and all of a sudden I just couldn't get to it anymore. I don't know if I've ever seen a YouTube outage. I don't, I don't think I have either. We've seen wonky stuff with Hangouts, and we've seen like uploads fail, things like that. But as far as viewership, like going into watch a video once it's up, I've never had an issue. The Philadelphia Police Department put up a tweet and said, please stop calling 911 because YouTube is down. <laughs> They're like, this is not something you call 911 about. Right, right. <laughs> well, I is... have noticed that, I don't know what they're focusing on, but certain products on the YouTube TV has gotten substantially better, like even in just the last few months. So I, they're doing a lot of work over there. And some guy just, you know, tripped over a power cord, I think. Yeah, it's crazy. I just, I've never seen it go down. How long was it down for? Half hour, 45 minutes, maybe? That's, okay, that's, I mean, substantial. Yeah. 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 In fact, Twitter just exploded. Like, right. everybody yeah. went to Twitter and was like, <laughs> it's down, it's down. And then there was a bunch of memes, you know, and then a bunch of really bad <laughs> memes. And, I mean, it was, um, it was actually pretty hilarious. Um, well, I always like the tweets that say, okay, you guys can hack YouTube, but you can't just go in and erase everyone's student debt. Come on. Like that. <laughs> That's what you use That'd hacking for. Just let's, let's let my daughter get through college. Then they can wipe That would be fantastic. <laughs> Why has no one? That's a good point. Why has no one done that yet? <laughs> um, you know, on this Fire tablet, the the I installed the HD just a minute ago. I installed HD Home Runs TV app. That's on here yeah. in, the, in Google Play. And it just went right to TV and started playing. I had sound. I mean, I don't know. That was fast. I thought that was playing on YouTube, but it was actually playing on the uh, the HD Home Run player, which which allows me no DVR from that side. I could I could download Plex kind of and make that work. But man, what a great little viewing device! The only thing I've noticed with that Jim is so if you have Plex hooked up and using the HD Home Run, because um, I was testing out both. So if Plex kicks on to record, it'll actually pull that tuner over. And it, I, I'm surprised it takes priority. Even if you're logged in through HD Home Run, if Plex tells it it needs a tuner, it takes a tuner. So I've always just ended up watching over Plex instead of the app on that one. Yeah, what I can't figure out is the controls on this thing. Like, you know how on YouTube you just press in the center of the screen and it stops it. The start and stop is there. On this HD Home Run app, I, I well, there's no DVR it. to it, so there's yeah. no pause. Oh yeah, there you go. So it's playing or it's it. not. Yeah, it's playing or it's not on the on home run. Yeah, on Plex, sense. you could pause it and it would just cache it. But right. yeah, yeah, I did put a little 16 gig uh, expansion in here. Um, it had trouble recognizing it, so I need to figure out what's going on with that. But those um, make great um, like 
set it on your coffee table, and that is now your controller for media stuff. Nowadays, where a lot of stuff is casting, or you can control things from that, that that's what I, we have an iPad that moves between the kitchen and just being kind of a, a media controller, almost a media remote for our living room. That's really good for that. But now you've got me thinking, Jim, you put the Google Play Store on there, maybe I should just jailbreak all my Fire Sticks and then be able to hopefully use the YouTube TV app. Yeah, well, Because otherwise I, they're just sitting there and they're useless to me. I have like four I, of them just in a bucket. I was going to see if um, I could get, if I went to the, yeah, the YouTube app works on here. And I think you could Chromecast it if, like, well, or whatever. That's right. Yeah. So I'm sure you, yeah. and, but I'm, before you added the Google Play Store, you wouldn't have been able to get YouTube. Oh, there's the YouTube channel there you right go. there on it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, uh, not the quickest thing in the world, but um, it, and it it picked up like it signed me in to YouTube without doing anything. Like I just that's the one thing I do love about the Google experience. I mean they they know everything about you, but when you're in that when you're in that ecosystem, stuff just works, right? And so here's all the here's all the shows I subscribe to on YouTube, and they're just there. It was pretty easy to get done. And so good little tablet, a good reason to, uh, to pay attention on what's going on in the Facebook group that Kevin Schoonover is a sleuth when it comes to finding deals, especially hard um, drive lately. SSDs. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. The, and the, I think he found one for 12 cents, uh, a, a gig, which is, I mean, 15 had kind of been the standard for a while. And then now it's like, like, dang, it's time. He found a two terabyte hard drive for like 250 bucks. And I was like, wow. oh, like, wow, that could be, that could be pretty cool. So, yeah. um, Emily, do you have to hold Mark back uh, from buying stuff that uh, shows up in our Facebook group or, or whatever? No, I think, thank goodness he's not on Facebook a lot. But I will say for anybody <laughs> who is in the group and wants to get on, in on these deals, uh, turn on notifications for Jim's group. Because one thing about Facebook is, if you're in a group and they post a lot of outside links outside of Facebook, Facebook won't put it on people's timelines necessarily because they're like, oh, you're taking people outside of Facebook. So I did have to turn on notifications for your group to make sure that I saw those posts. And then the ones that I'm like, ooh, this does sound like a good deal. Then I'll send it to Mark and be like, do yeah. we need this? What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> no, you need to buy right there. Don't ask. Yeah. You can always return it. <laughs> if it's the wrong thing, you can always return it. When we were doing burst mining, it would have been helpful to have a one or two terabyte SSD. And I'm not sure I can justify, you know, 250 bucks for it, but man, there was a day, Mike, when a one terabyte SSD was $900. Right. Not, not too long ago either. Yeah. yeah. The one that you guys were posting about UPSs too. And so I actually, I didn't get that deal at the time, but Amazon basics, by the way, makes a great cheap little UPS. I think it was 38 bucks. Um, and I have it now plugged into this desk. So everything, my mixer, my lights, my TV right above here for my security cameras, everything right here runs off it pretty good for 38 bucks. I have to say it gives me enough that we have just been having constant, they're doing construction around our neighborhood and our entire neighborhood is ranting on the next door app because we are constantly having tiny little power blips where it's just, you know, enough to reset stuff. It was actually funny. I was, I was smoking meat all day last Friday for Emmett's birthday party. And th in the middle of the night, we kept having these power blips while my smoker resets to the off position if you turn off the power. So I, I luckily, our lights, for some reason, we, it's not supposed to do this, yeah. but our Hue lights in our bedroom 
when our, when we lose power and it blips on and off, the lights turn on full blast. So it's like we're in a concert. Also in the middle of the night, all of our lights in our bedroom turn on, but it, it makes me think to get up and go turn back on the smoker. Uh, but there was one time where I didn't wake up and they probably sat out there for about 20, 30 minutes, not cooking, but didn't ruin anything. But so yeah, did so you put, you, did you put a UPS stuff. on your smoker? Or are you I'm thinking about it. Cause this, yeah. so now I've been testing this Amazon basics one. Cause I'm like for 38 bucks, that's not yeah. a bad option. And no. it's actually got quite a bit of juice. Um, I've been surprised. I can't remember exactly how much. Um, yeah, you're but not pulling because you're just running the auger and a. That's fan, all it's doing. Yeah, right? it's not running yeah. heat, right? So it's not right. like it's heating off the power. No. All it needs is the fan and the auger. It really doesn't pull that much power. Yeah. Actually, I don't. I should test that. I don't know. Maybe maybe Mark yeah. knows. No, um, I, I think I'd get a cheap one to put out there and and uh, and run your. Usually, it's not a problem, right? Like we like how often is our power ever blip? But for some reason, the construction around our neighborhood, someone right. hit something and it's right. been causing issues. Well, we lost it a lot around here for a while, and they they made some changes to the transformer, and I think that fixed straight, it. that straightened okay. it out for us. Yeah, but um, you, Mike, it was so funny. So this weekend, Sarah said to me, I think maybe Sunday, she was like. Like, what are they doing at the Uyghurs that they need that much food? Like, what's going on? Like, you know, she's seen your pictures and she's like, it's like, what's going on over there? Who, yeah. How many are they trying to feed? We only had 10 people over, just so you know. The Hannah had the same question when I came home uh, with all the meat. And she's like, you know, we only have 10 people coming over, right? I'm like, yeah, but it's triple threat Saturday. And she goes, but we only, it's only 10 people. I'm like, yeah, but it's triple threats at it. We're doing wings. We're doing ribs. We're doing pulled pork. And I'm like, and we get leftovers, which is the best part. You get to eat barbecue the rest of the week. So yeah, <laughs> it was, it worked out in our favor. Emily, have you guys, I forget where you are in the grilling space. Are you, uh, you guys grilling much? Yeah, we finally built an outside patio. We have kind of a patio attached to the house with screens up. So a screened in patio. And Mark put down a bunch of stones and we were able to move our grills outside. We have two grills. We have a regular grill and we have a pizza grill. Just oh, really? Mark's just huge into pizza. Nice. So nice. we have a pizza grill too. And for a lot of the barbecue stuff, aside from grilling, um, we'll do sous vide pulled pork with a rib. And then uh, okay. I usually nice. put a rub on it and then cook it. Oh, he's very 900 degrees. I don't know what he's talking about in the chat room. I don't understand what's 900 degrees, Mark, but something is 900 degrees. Is that, that the brand cooks. or is that the temperature that you cook at? I think that's the temperature he cooks his pizza Whoa. Maybe? Okay. Well, it, maybe, you know, they do it quick and fast and it gets, If is it an yeah. oven style where you, yeah, he it, and it's fire? Yeah. Oh, nice. And did he buy it or did you get yeah. to build it? Oh, no, he bought it. Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> if he can get it delivered, he'll buy it. <laughs> You're del getting pizza delivered? No, I'm getting the pizza maker delivered. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> um, yeah, I've I, I've been thinking in the next place we move into, I'd like to build my own pizza, you know, my own pizza stone, uh, yeah. you know, uh, uh, oven to do that. And But you, you need to really get, and, and I, this is where I'm not as good on this as, when you do it that way, it needs to be wood fired and you really need to get good wood. Like you just, you're not throwing sticks and limbs in there from the yard, right? <laughs> <laughs> you're not busting pallets up in the backyard and throwing them in there, right? You, you need to actually get some You don't need that old wood. chair in the basement, Dylan, do we? <laughs> Gotta make some pizza. Hacking a, <laughs> yeah. Hacking a, I'm, Mike can't find the second shelf on his. <laughs> Where'd Granny's uh, rocker go? <laughs> 
Uh, you know that pepperoni pizza you had last week? You're welcome. <laughs> Not that tasted like rocking chair. <laughs> well, the... we buy so much from Ikea, so we'd have to figure out a way to do it with the wood pulp furniture. That no, you definitely <laughs> don't want to burn that stuff. It's uh, Yikes. But I need to get, and I was watching a, um, I was watching a show the other day, and the guy really liked to use bir- uh, birch, which I had not, oh, interesting. not thought of. And my neighbor has a birch tree. So, and it's one of those ones with three, you know, it's got a three, uh, three trees kind of growing out of one. They probably wouldn't miss the middle one, right? I mean, they got three. What's wrong? <laughs> Two would be okay, right? So, um, yeah, it's... I think if I'm going to do that, I, I need to get a little more educated on wood and wood styles and drying, you know, drying the wood and having the right temperature. Because I think, does Mark use charcoal or is he using wood? I'm looking at what kind it is. I don't, it's not wood. It's not okay. like we, I think it's gas. We actually buy a thing of propane for it. We okay. have to switch it back and forth between um, mm. the grill and the pizza oven, but that it's so good. quick too. It's yeah. really quick. And yeah. you just put it on a pizza stone. And I mean, like he has to rush. He has to bring the pizza upstairs and he has to rush back down to get the other one right out or else it'll burn. And he's very particular about his pizza. And he'll say, I didn't make it right. And I'm sitting there just stuffing my face. I'm like, it's fine. It's pizza. You cannot go wrong with pizza with me. You can burn it. I'll eat it. It can be doughy. I'll eat it. I don't care. <laughs> It's pizza. Do you have to record that on the heat to wait? Slammed a pizza? <laughs> no, but we do talk about how pizza is one of our trigger foods where we can't get enough. It's one of those things I can't get full on. It's really hard for me to feel like, oh, I'm too full to eat another slice. It's like, ah, but it's there. Oh. That's me with Mexican food. <laughs> There's not enough burritos. That's me with every food. I'm, yeah. just, I'm not going to lie. I just love food. Like, where are those... <laughs> I'm, you know, there's marks on my desk down here for me gnawing on it in the middle of the night. You know, I just, I love to eat. <laughs> now that looks good. Yeah. So that must be, um, one of the, 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 I'd like to build one of those big fire, you know, the, the big fire, the pizza fire. What do they call them? They're not a grill, but they're, uh, there's a, they have a word for them. Anyways, you can go, then there's some pizza shops you can go into and they'll, they'll fire them for you, you know? And so you slide the pizza in and then you're rotating the pizza around mm-hmm. the fire, uh, to, to get each side cooked and then you pull it out. I would love to get, yeah, oven. <laughs> Kevin says oven. Yeah. Pizza oven is probably <laughs> the right word. Jeez. It's been a long night. I've been drinking Brickway, Brickway coffee, vanilla. We'll sneak stuff. up on you. Oh man. This is good stuff. This is good stuff. Well, I think that'll do it for tonight, Mike. What do you think? Yeah, sounds good. We, um, we've we got some stuff coming up. If you are uh, a regular listener, stay informed of all the things that we're doing, the averageguy.tv slash events. Uh, get you there if you want to see kind of what's happening as I look at the schedule of some things that are coming ahead. We are, and I will move this, John Larson was going to come here, I think, in two weeks and we were going to do some telescope work with him and uh, he's got some really cool gadgets set up so that he can do remote work off his telescope and some things he's 3d printed and such he had to reschedule so that was uh, november 1st he's gone but next week the gadget queen aaron lawrence is here and she's been doing some monster reviews so you're going to want to be here some serious gadget geeks and then we will get back i think to uh, to the old style, Mike. It's been a while since we've we've gone on a run with the grilling show. We had Rich on, we had Dwayne on. 
We launched a book tonight. Aaron's next week, five weeks in a row, a little bit off. I kind of miss the old, uh, the old pattern. So we'll be back. I think next, well, two weeks from now, we'll be back to that um, as well. So, like I said, if you if you ever want to follow the schedule, uh, theaverageguy.tv/slash events. Mike, you were going to say something. Oh no, and I've got a so I've got a new little creative outlet that I'm I'm doing. So a new Twitter too. So if you guys. Still Uyghur Tech is like my personal one, but if you go out and follow the dad nerd, um, starting up a little, you know, I don't know what I want to do with it yet. So it's, but I, one thing is streaming video games. So got tested a Twitch stream last night, going to do just some casual subpar, totally bad gaming. But, you know, I found out that there's casual dads out there that we all wish we had more time to game, but instead we just watched it on Twitch. So I'm like, well, maybe some dads will come out and join and they can all just rant in the chat about, you know, being a dad or their wives or everyone's welcome. It's not just dads, but I was like, okay, this is, you know, in my fantasy world, I'm like, there could be this whole little community here. It started because Hannah has this mama love Facebook group that she just is a part of. And every mom I know in Omaha is part of this. It's actually like a nationwide thing. I'm like, well, man, I I need my I need my I need a group of dads. So yeah, if you want to go out and follow the dad nerd on all the social medias, then you can uh, whatever I decide to do with it, you can um we can we can get that going. I like so. that about you, Mike. That you are never afraid. You get an idea, and then you just go do it. And um, it'll be fun. Yeah. Well, but the problem with that, Jim, is a lot of these go for a little bit and they fall on their face. Like I think um. I think I've started and stopped suit and scrubs like three times. That That's was a hard. great show. That was a great show. You, you think you so? Got to do it again. Yes, I think we, we we might have to get that one back up and going because everyone has said that the star because Hannah's the star. Like I she know is so she is. good at that. She is good, and she doesn't know she's good. That's no. what makes her good at it. Like she just thinks she's like, oh, this is your podcast thing. I'm just a little guest on. I'm like, no. Like if you only knew that people are coming to this podcast for you. So maybe I, that one was hard just because it takes both of us, right? And once the kids came, we both can't be paying our attention like to something. It was so hard to get both of us. But now that the kids are sleeping better, we might have to fire it back up again. Back when, because we always had one that was wanting to be up. And now that they're sleeping, we could probably do a late night podcast because you're not the first person to say it. So I'm thinking about starting that one up. But uh, yeah, the dad nerd is just something on the side that we'll see what it turns into. But all right. So the dad nerd, I think I have it. Does it, it underneath it, it says gaming PC Mac dad talk? Yep. Is that yeah. is that the right one? Yep. Okay. We'll get that followed here. Let me throw that in the, uh, in the show notes so folks can follow you if you want to get uh, if you want to get the link to that i mean you can find it easily enough on twitter but we have it in the show notes yeah and um, that's my husband mark too he's the dad nerd he watches stuff on twitch because yeah, yeah. we've kids yeah. sweet there we go <laughs> heck yeah heck yeah i i don't think mike i don't think it'll be too long maybe around show 400 we're gonna we'll be on twitch you think or, so or i may go to mixer that may be an easier no that, go, to twitch. Easier go to twitch i think i think our community would do very well on especially Twitch, Mixer too, but especially Twitch. Yeah, yeah. I think we'd have a good community out there. So, yeah. I think we'll probably stream to both. Like we'll still do it this way, but I think we'll run, uh, we'll run out to Twitch and, uh, and do it that way. So everybody's, uh, Heather says Twitch, Mark says Twitch. All right, well, we'll, we'll do it that way. <laughs> Ryan just followed you, Mike, at the dad nerd. So you'll probably get a few follows. Perfect. Out there. It's really, I've made a living off being a dad nerd and I don't, 
I don't make any um, apologies for it. I just, it works. Exactly. Like, you are the biggest freaking nerd. That's ever. why I'm like, why not just embrace it? Yeah. And I was shocked that name was available everywhere. I went yeah. through all the ideas of like what was going to be free. And so I checked all the social media first because the mistakes I've made in the past is not coming up with a name. Number one, that people know. And number two, it's not available everywhere. So it's it's everywhere. So I grabbed it on Instagram. I grabbed the URL. That's the domain I bought today. Everything. I was like, this is shocking that that was free. Um, you got it. It is shocking. The nerd dad was taken everywhere, but yeah. the dad nerd was free. So I ran into the nerd dad when I was looking for you. So uh, that makes sense. But the, yeah, the dad the nerd, dad nerd. Yeah, I like it. Good stuff. We'll have to follow you in that as well. Mike, always good to have you here. Emily, thanks again for, for coming on. Appreciate yeah. it. Always good to have thanks you. Thanks for uh, having me. Hang out. You can zone out in the post show. And when we talk about crypto. Well, I'm actually, my daughter has figured out the broadcast function of our Google Home and she keeps cutting in and deciding 10 o'clock she needs to talk to me, even though I told her I'm recording. You You can't. But she's like, hey, Google, broadcast. I'm like, no. (laughs) Uh, Drop in. Oh, I was going to say, is that the same thing as drop in? For the Amazon? Yeah, I guess so. I think it is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She's coming through your home. She's kind of like an intercom system between your house. Yeah. Yeah. It's intercom all over the house. And the other thing is we have a Google home in the baby's room too. So he's getting it too. And I'm like, Um, oh, you can't just specify mom's office. So I got to run up and take care of that. Tell you what, Emily, we will let you go. Thanks again for coming on. Great to see you. We'll see you. I'll I'll see you again two Saturdays from now. No, ask the podcast coach this week because Dave's in Australia. But we'll see you in two weeks. Emily, thanks for coming on. Great having you. And congratulations on the book. Thanks. Well, do you have my uh, one of my top five strengths coming up? Do you have uh, restorative? Restorative is coming up next week. Okay. I'll be there. (laughs) All right. We'll see you Thursday for Theme Thursday next week. All right. All right. Take care. Bye. We uh, will remind everyone as we uh, head out here, Mike and I will do, I've got some crypto updates. So if you want to hang around with us, we've got some crypto updates to cover. Just a couple of reminders on our way out one. If you want to support the show, theaverageguy.tv slash Patreon. We always appreciate you doing that there. Don't forget the Home Gadget Geeks is powered by Maple Grove Partners. Get secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from people that you know and you trust. That's Christian. By the way, we did Cyber Frontiers 50 on Monday. So that's out there in the channel, ready to go. If you've uh, if you haven't listened to it yet, head over, subscribe, get Cyber Frontiers. It's a good one. We uh, Christian and I talk about um, technology education, both at the high school and college level. I could actually keep up with Christian. It'll be the only show ever that I could actually have an opinion on with Christian Johnson. So you might want to listen. Cyber Frontiers fifty, theaverageguy.tv slash cf zero five zero. If you can't remember that, just head out there. It's the one sitting. Uh, right there, right now. And you can uh, you can go out and grab it. We appreciate you doing that. Don't forget to download the app, theaverageguy.tv. Uh, head out to theaverageguy.tv or homegadgetgeeks.com. Get you that as well. T-shirts still available if you want to buy them. Uh, Emily was going to try and wear hers tonight. She actually wore hers on Saturday. It asked the podcast coach. I was super proud of her for having the Home Gadget Geek shirt on during Dave's show. But you can still get those. Theaverageguy.tv slash shirt gets you in there as well. And if you want to sign up for the newsletter, theaverageguy.tv slash newsletter. Mike, I don't make it that hard to find these things, right? Pretty That's easy what I love about it. Them. They're always pretty easy. On your URL, I can usually guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, TV slash, uh, what am I looking for? And I'll, yeah. I can usually find it. It's because I'm a moron and I can't remember myself. No, so it's I need perfect. To make them, I, need I love to make it. them easy enough to do. And then tonight, HelloFresh, green beans, sweet potatoes, steak. Pan fried the steak. 
had a little had a little sauce that we made out of it uh, a little dark a little dark brown sauce i couldn't tell you the name of it delicious sauce that's that's probably the best the two of us we should have lit a candle it was pretty great i'm not going to lie if a five you, star restaurant oh huh? my dude it's so good we went to dj's last night we we were going to do the meal last night and I got home and I'm like, can we just go out? Like, I just don't, I don't want to cook tonight. <laughs> and so we went to DJ's and got, there was 65 cent wings and uh, we got wings and rings and beer. You can't, it was 25 bucks. I can't beat that. No, no, you can't beat that. But yeah, we, if, we decided next week is our hello fresh week, by the way. So I'm going to try it because we were like, okay, let's find a week when we know we're busy. Right. Cause wouldn't yeah. that be the best? Like we're not going to have time to go to the store or no one's going to be home to cook during the day. So if it's yeah. just something we know we have the recipe, we get home, we make it. So I think that's our plan is to do it next week. Yeah. Ryan says in the chat room, you can't justify the upcharge for the steak. Uh, this one wasn't, I don't think this was a premium steak uh, that we had. I think it was just one of their regular steak uh, ones that we did. They do have gourmet where you can do an upcharge if you want to. And yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to justify it um, in some, in some regards. I have a bunch, like I said, of $40 coupons. If you want to get in there, you get 40 off. I get a little, I think I get a $30 credit. If you still want to do that, I've got, plenty of those i'll never run out let me know give it a try i like i'm saying it is just so different like you sit down it's like this is real food like you're just like wow this is so good i made this you know and um i've actually been cooking meat a lot indoors in cast iron since you know we've been doing this and my indoor cast iron skills are getting pretty good like i so I'm, cast I'm, iron do you put that in the oven when you no. cook no, stone. on the stovetop. Yep. Okay. Yep. And it smokes a little bit, so you gotta have good ventilation. Right. You know, you're you're gonna get a little bit little bit of a drizzle of olive oil, salt and pepper the meat. That's all you need in a lot of cases. We've done, you know, we have done kind of crusted, you know, where you you use bread breadcrumbs. Right. You know, I think I might have mentioned this last time we talked. We did one with pork and they had us put as the binder sour cream. And then dip it in the breadcrumbs. Really? Dude. Yeah. Solid. Okay. Like, I, I have ne never second guessed people though on their binders because I always thought when I first started smoking meats, I thought it was the weirdest thing you rub it in mustard. I'm like, this is going to taste awful. Like using mustard as a binder, but you don't even taste it. So yeah. I, I've ever since then, people have told me some weird stuff they use as a binder. I'm like, whatever, whatever floats your boat. Well, eggs man. and milk are typ typically yeah, what yes, you exactly. use, right? That's your normal one, especially that's for like a flour base or anything like that. Well, I actually, I'm a big sour cream fan now with it because it's just not as messy and you, you can use exactly what you need and right. you don't have to, you know, you, what do you do with the rest? You know, you end up throwing some of that stuff away. Um, so super great. Uh, just enjoy doing it again. I've got some, I've got some codes if you want to uh, get that done. We, the other thing we've been doing is like, if we have a, you know, we get the one for the two of us. And maybe Sammy's going to be home. Sarah will just pick up another, she'll, you know, pick up another pork cutlet or another piece of chicken or a couple of pieces oh, of chicken. That's a good point. And we'll just cook them up yeah. with it. And then we'll have some extras, some leftovers. And um, that's been a good way to kind of, you know, again, it needs to be simple and it just needs to work. And this has just been a system. The other thing, you know, they ship you this stuff with cold, you know, it's like a gel pack that's in there that keeps the meat cold, right? It's not water, but it's like a salt-based gel pack. You can just pour them down the sink or throw them away. I pour mine out in the out on the street when we're done. But I put a bunch of those in the freezer uh, and have just because if the power ever goes out and we just lost, you know, we had snow on Saturday and it knocked a bunch of power out. That could keep my freezer colder, 
having that extra kind of it being full of these cold packs. Okay. And I could take in, in, in a real emergency, I could take some of those cold packs and move them into the fridge. And then that would help keep the fridge. It's a good thought. So I've been recycling as well. So, um, a pretty cool. Ryan says, you're right though. Uh, they love to have you season everything with salt and pepper. And that is, um, that is so true. Uh, Chris Townsend said, it says, Hey Chris, welcome. Glad you came out tonight. You can put cast iron in the oven, uh, though, af- after you sear. Best oh, okay. for thick cuts. Yeah, you can do so it. So sear way. it each side, then maybe put it in the oven for a little bit, let the inside cook. Yeah, we did a mac and cheese where we, we put the noodles in and we put the, and I think it might have been like an Alfredo kind of thing. Then we sprinkled a bunch of cheese on top and then threw that in the oven, in the cast iron to let that melt and bubble, um, even on a broil. And, and again, like I, listen, I, I'm saying words I've never said before in my life when it comes to cooking, it's got me doing some, and you, you feel good. Like you're like, man, I'm a freaking good cook. Like, yeah. Cause they did everything for you. You know, um, you watch those cooking shows and you're like, I'd be a great cook too. If, if everything was in a bowl already measured yeah. out. Right. It's the process and the cleanup and everything like that. Right. The preparation, mm-hmm. the going to the store, making a recipe, they take all that yeah. hard stuff out of it. Yeah. We but, also have so, a lot of fun picking the meals. So on Wednesdays, because oh, okay. we get ours delivered on Saturday. So we have to have a pick by Wednesday and um, or Tuesday, something like that. So the week ahead, we'll go a week ahead and then we'll sit together and pick the three meals that we're going to do for the next week. And uh, that's a lot of fun. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to have we did fish tacos, tilapia with with uh, red cabbage. And then you make like a pineapple salsa. I'd never done that before. So you make the salsa, but the... I've never made it. I've bought it and it's delicious. But yeah. you made it? Wow. You made pineapple salsa. Yeah. With cilantro, pineapple. Um, what else was in there? And then a creme. You know, they have you kind of make a creme out of sour cream. Right. Again, not... I would not normally think of these things. And it's just so easy. And it's it's even different than a cookbook. Like, yeah, you could pull meals out of a cookbook, but this is just so laser focused on getting you a great meal. So pretty cool. All right. I've, I know I, I know I, I save it to the end of the show. I'm just super excited about it. It's so great. So good. Changed my life. We are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern out here at theaverageguy.tv slash live. If you want to join us out here on a live show, we'd love to have you come out. I want to thank everybody who came out tonight, Mike and Chris and Justin and Heather. Tajoski is out there. Emily, I want to thank her again for coming out. Kevin, Ryan, I'm sure there's been a few other. I missed, I think I saw Ryan Hour out there earlier. We're going to go into a little crypto. Stay around for the post show. That will say goodnight, everybody.